to Out of the Box with Christine, the podcast for conscious entrepreneurs. Are you willing to step into your greatness? Are you ready to shine? Well, get ready, Truth Seeker. You're in for an amazing ride. And now, here's the host of the show, Christine Blasden. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Out of the Box with Christine. I am your host, Christine Blasdell, your personal confidence and courage coach and podcast expert. And today we are going to be talking about getting the word out on you, your business, your service. If people don't know about you, if you're hiding in a basement somewhere, you're not going to be getting, you're not going to be getting a lot of clients. You're not going to be getting a lot of work. And today, my extra special guest is Sandy Masuri, who is a self-publishing strategist and expert. She is absolutely brilliant when it comes to helping her clients get their passions and expertise out into the world. And she herself, you've published yourself how many books? How many? Uh, I have seven books right now. Yeah. Seven books. And I'm working on eight and nine. <laughs> oh my God. When do you find time? Oh, but we're going to talk about that because, yeah. <laughs> because you're going to tell us as well that you don't need, you know, you don't need the smoking jacket. You don't need the typewriter. You actually can just tell your story and give us some tips on how to do that. Um, she is, where are you based right now? Where are you at? I'm, I'm from San Diego. I'm out of San Diego, <gasps> California. I yeah. love San Diego. I lived there for 10 years. So we're, we're in the middle of a cold spell, you know, in the mornings, it's been in the forties. We don't know what to do. (laughs) I know, right? No, 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 no. I I remember San Diego was so beautiful because it was always 70, 75. That's right. Yeah. Our, our average temperature is around 72, but which is why when we get to the forties, we're like, uh, what what, what do we do? (laughs) How do we dress for this? Oh my god! I'm I'm very spoiled with weather. Yes. Oh, I love San Diego. I love, yeah. Okay. So that's near and dear to my heart. And I'm coming to you from New South Wales, Australia. So we're only 7,000 miles away. Oh my God. So awesome. But the beauty of technology. Come visit you. Yeah. Come on. Come on, mate. Yeah. (laughs) We're in summer. So um, it's, it's a little bit warmer than, than, than 40. What did you say? It was in the forties. In the morning, yeah, it's in the 40s. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but we're going to talk about some hot stuff today and warm you up. Um, yes. Why don't you let, let our list, because I also know that you have, well, you have several passions. You love helping get um, entrepreneurs, get their stories out and um, express themselves and get out to a wider audience through through writing a book. But yeah. also you have uh, you have another passion that you've, You've made that a career for quite some time as well. Yeah, well, I, I've actually retired from balloons, which is which I, I'm guessing what you're referring to. I yes, was once upon balloon. a time known as America's top balloon expert. <laughs> yes, um, yes, which came from my book. So we will we will talk about that. But I do have another passion that I'm chasing right now, and that is that um, I don't cook. I I don't know how to cook, so I'm on a journey to learn how to cook. And so I'm working on producing a cooking show because if I'm going to learn, you guys may as well come along with me. <laughs> That's a great idea. That's yeah, super uh, to have a cooking show with, with you, the host that doesn't know how to cook. I love it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I, it's, um, I found that producing a show is a lot more moving parts than I anticipated. So um, I can't give you an air date quite yet. I can't even tell you if it's going to end up on YouTube or somewhere else. 
but it is in the works. <laughs> so uh, that's awesome. That is yeah. awesome. So, so I think a lot of my, uh, the viewers and the listeners to out of the box, um, they, maybe they've dreamt of, of writing a book. I know for a long time I did. I, I could imagine myself on the back of the cover. I saw that picture. I said, yes, one day, but I put it off and I yeah. put it off and I put it off because I thought it was too daunting of a process. Can you talk about that? How you deal with your wonderful clients on breaking that myth down? Yeah. So, I mean, so many people and especially entrepreneurs, you know, we're perfectionists, we're type A um, and, and even more so for women that, you know, we think like, oh, unless I know everything, I can't even say that I'm an expert, right? And so I think that in the first place, we get in our own way about even starting, right? Oh, I don't have enough to say, who's going to want to read me? So-and-so already did something on this topic. So once we get past that, then it's like, I don't know where to start. <laughs> and, yeah. and so, right. I mean, you know, and this is super common. Like I remember my first book, I, I was in the same place. I, like years before I had actually written my first book, my ex had told me, oh, you should write a book. I'm like, about what? So, I mean, I think the first thing is to determine and, and this is, it always surprises people when they say that this is the first thing that you want to think about. What do you want the book to do for you, right? Before you think about what you want it to do for your readers, what is it that you want it to do it for, that you want it to do for you, right? So in the first place, is this a business authority book, right? That's my, my niche is a business authority book, which is a book that is designed to be part of your, your marketing arsenal. You know, it's a three-dimensional business card, if you will that you can give out to people. So if that's the purpose of the book, then it's not about making book sales, right? It's about giving the book away. It's about getting the book into as many hands as you can so that you can establish your expertise. So, so that's the first thing, right? So if you know that the book that you're writing is a book that, yes, it would be nice to make sales. We all wanna make sales on the book. And that's not to say that it will never sell or, or, or that you, you know, that you won't make sales or that you can't sell it at conferences or whatever. There's a lot of ways to utilize the book, but that's not the main purpose, right? You're not trying to become the next Marie Kondo or JK Rowling. You're trying to establish yourself in your space. Yes. So that's the first thing. So once you've decided like, okay, I want a business authority book. I want to establish myself as the thought leader. I want to use it to speak on stages. I want to use it to get on TV. I want to use it to get better clients. Now your next thought is, okay, so what do they need to know, right? And here's where people really overthink it because the simplest way to do it is to just do a brainstorm of what are the questions that I get asked all the time, right? That you get asked the same questions over and over and over. What are those questions? And then what are the questions that I wish people would ask me and they just don't even know enough to ask, right? So for example, this is my first book here and I don't know if I can get it on camera because of the virtual background. I think I have to like hold it right in front of my face. Um, so, so it was called, let's see. I kind of hate this thing. Okay. Uh, wait, if I go, nope, it just disappeared. Um, <laughs> well, I will send you a magical you, um, book. Yeah, a magical book. I'll send you a picture of it so you can like insert it in there. Absolutely. But anyways, it's called, it's called the, um, the ultimate guide to inflating your trade show profits how to increase branding, recognition, visibility, customer loyalty, and attract more attention with balloons, 
right? Wow. You not see it at all, but that's, there we go. But I like lean back like this, you can kind of see it. Anyways, so, so what, I, I had a problem in that when I told people what I did, you know, I told them, oh, I'm a balloon artist. They would go, oh, that's so cute. So you're a clown. Yeah. I'm like, well, no. no. Yeah, actually, I do huge corporate events. I specialize in trade shows and stage backdrops. And, um, and for example, I was on the team that decorated Obama's last Halloween in the White House. You know, I mean, I did really big events. Right, right. And, um, and so, I mean, yes, I also did birthday parties because why turn down money? If you have a free weekend and somebody wants to pay you to make balloons for the kid, why not, right? But that wasn't my focus. My target market was much more high-end, much more corporate. So when I told people what I did and they'd be like, oh, that's so cute. So you're a clown. I'm like, no. So once I wrote my book and, and in the book, that's exactly what I did for that first book. I answered the questions that I heard all the time. And then I also answered the questions that nobody was asking me, but I really wish they would. Like, is the helium bouquet the right thing for, you know, my balloons? Is that what I need? Or, you know, is there something that I could use that might further my marketing goals? Like something um, that would get more attention that people would come, you know, that would be a destination or things like that. So those are the questions that I addressed in the book. I just kind of, you know, brainstormed, like listed out all the questions I could think of, both the questions that they were asking me and the questions I wanted them to ask me. And then I took my phone, which you also can't see. (laughs) (laughs) And then I took my phone and I recorded it myself you know, answering the questions one at a time. So then those videos became content pieces for YouTube. And they also became the content of my book. I mean, obviously when you do the transcription, you have to transcribe it and put it into a little bit more of a written discourse than a verbal one. But that was the backbone of it. You know, it took me, I want to say about three weeks altogether. So, you know, and again, I'm sorry about the virtual background that you can't really see, but here's what happened, right? So same conversation. I would go, I would meet somebody. Oh, what do you do? Oh, I'm a, I'm a balloon expert or I'm a balloon artist. Oh, so you do birthday parties. Well, no, actually here's my book. Um, this is what I do. I do trade shows. I, you know, I help people use balloons as a marketing vehicle and, um, and I do big stage backdrops and this is what they did every single time, right? They look at the cover they they flip it to the back they see the back and you can't see any of this because <laughs> they look at the back they see the qr code the um isbn on the back they look at they look at your name on the spine and they're like and and then they kind of flip through it to make sure there's words in it right and then they're like you wrote this you're like my name's on the cover i just handed it to you and told you i wrote it <laughs> but literally right. in front of my eyes the way that they looked at me changed i was no Absolutely. longer this cute little clown i was an expert. I was a business person. I was somebody serious. And the conversation changed, right? Because even though my price, I was always high end, I didn't have to justify it. At that point, they saw my book. They saw that I had been on TV, which a book helps you get on TV, right? Yes. Yeah. And now they assumed that I was going to not be cheap. So now the conversation is, can you or can I work with their budget, right? A totally different conversation, right? I mean, every, especially when you're working with corporate, of course there's a budget, but there's a big difference between, okay, I've got a $1,000 budget or a $10,000 budget or a $15,000 budget. What can you do with it? And, oh, how much is this? How much is that? Why are you more expensive than the guy down the street? Right. Total game changer in the conversation. 
Absolutely. And then, and also you didn't have to spend all that time answering all those questions. You just go, that's, that's chapter 11. (laughs) Right, exactly. And then there's that. So it's like, oh, um, you know what, be sure to look in my book at, uh, at this chapter where I'm talking about how balloon, how balloons react in weather. You know, what are they going to do in cold and heat so that you can understand why I'm telling you, no, we don't want to do an all foil balloon thing, you know, that is going to be, um, in 40 degree weather in the morning, but then it's going to be 80 degrees in the afternoon. It's going to pop. Right. So, and and so with that too, with, with the clients, I mean, not only does it establish you as an expert and I, and I know this myself from having my book, right. Um, which was number one. Yeah. That shows up good too. Uh, It's my background. Um, it was number one in the U S and Australia and it's an itty bitty, right? It's only 35 pages. So I'm not some you know, Tom Clancy or anything, or, you know, William Shakespeare, but it did establish me as an expert. It got me on other podcast shows and TV and all that great stuff. But the other wonderful thing is that, like you said, all that stuff that, all that stuff that you do when you're onboarding a new client, I I, find coaching people, I can just give them the book. I can just give them the book and just say, just read this. And when you're reading it, it gives you ideas that you hadn't even thought of. Yeah. Right? Because they're thinking it's one thing. Podcasting is one thing. I got to wear headphones and be in a, you know, dusty studio and spend all this money. And I'm like, no, no, there's other, there's other things that you can do. And also to give them the reason, because that's the thing, like you said before, what's so important is why do you want to, what's the purpose of the book, right? What's the purpose of the podcast? What's the purpose of your business? Is it, if it's just to make money, oh, you're going to have a hard time, right? Because all startups, especially when we first, you know, get going, you're not going to be rolling in a lot of money. You have to have that passion and that drive and the why. Yeah. Right? Why? Definitely. So even in this, I was talking about, it's not just about making money. It's about interviewing, you know, meeting really interesting people, maybe some authors that you love, you love their work that they do. It's your opportunity to meet them. Um, uh, You can do it also just for, for bringing focus on issues that are not being covered. If you love helping people with, you know, disabilities and you want to have a show focusing on, you know, superheroes, people that are doing something amazing for that, um, for, for nonprofit, you can focus on that. You can do anything you want. Yeah. You're, you're literally whispering directly into the brain of your target audience. Yes. Yes. And, and you have the opportunity to influence them or, or to, you know, gently guide them in whatever direction you want. So let's talk about what you provide with, with your clients, because, mm-hmm. um, I, so we have somebody that's watching this on YouTube or listening to us, um, on one of the major podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and, and they're like, okay, yes, I'm excited. I do want to write a book, but now what I have, I have the passion to do it, but I don't know where the heck to start. Do I have to find some big publisher, it, again, that daunting process. Can yeah. you walk us through what you what you do when you're when you have a client and yeah. the process? So, to get them okay, to that, so that I point. mean, my spe- my specialty is self publishing, so that's my hammer. So obviously, I'm never going to recommend somebody find a, a a regular traditional publisher. I 
there, there are very few um, situations where I would say that might be your best move. One of those is if a big time publisher is coming to you and offering you an advance, I mean, that's the dream. In that case, absolutely go do it. Take them for everything they got. Take every opportunity that they're going to give you. But the reality for most people is that if you do manage to get into a big publisher, it's going to take a couple of years for the book to come out. You're going to lose all control over it. They're going to change anything and everything you want, and you're going to make pennies on the dollar, right? You're not going to have control. Now, again, I mean, if you can get a sweetheart deal, if they're promising that they're going to do all the marketing for you, if they're promising that they're going to, you know, get, get it to a movie rights or whatever, and they're able to do that, then that's wonderful. Absolutely. Go with them. But if what you're really looking at is a hybrid publisher masquerading as a publisher, which means they're charging you money, and then you're going to lose control, and you're going to still have to do your own marketing, and you're going to have to buy the books from them at a higher price, don't do it. Run away. Self-publish through Amazon. It, you know, it, it's become so easy. So that's, that's the first thing is to, is to figure out, okay, you know, do I want speed to market? Or is this something that, you know, for whatever reason, I really do want to get a literary agent who's then going to take me to a big publisher or something like that. So that's the first thing. 90% of people that are listening, I'm going to say, just self-publish it, speed to market, get it out. It doesn't even have to be perfect because with print on demand, it's infinitely editable. So if you find a mistake in it, you can just upload a new copy without the mistake. And yes, the copies that were already printed We'll still have the error, but everything else that's printed from then on won't. You don't have wow. to have 10,000 in your garage. Oh, I love that. Mm. Yeah. So, so let's remove that as a barrier to begin with. So then the next thing is, like I said, that brain dump. Get it out of your head, right? And what so many people want to do is they want to agonize over, well, what is the perfect first sentence? And they don't get started because they're working on that perfect first, first sentence. Forget about that. Get started, get in flow, get your ideas out of your head and onto paper, whether it's a brain dump of keywords, whether it's just phrases, and then you can start to do what I'm going to call the perspiration, right? So we say writing, writing a book is 10% inspiration, 90% perspiration, right? So the perspiration is where you edit it, where you create your hierarchy. Oh, okay, okay this is kind of repetitive. Actually, those, those two topics can be grouped together. So that's going to come later. First, let's just get that out of our head, you know, um, and you'll see, especially if you're looking at a business authority book and you're talking about that question and answer model, you hear these questions all the time. You're already an expert on it. I bet that if I sat with you for five minutes and, and I'm speaking to your audience because I know you've already written your book, but I bet that if I sat with you for five minutes and said, hey, can you give me a list of questions that people ask you all the time? you would be able to do it in a second. Like you wouldn't even have to stop and think about it. It would just come out. So start there, right? And then, and then once you get all of the questions you can think of, all of the questions you want them to ask you, all the questions that you want to answer for them, all of the questions even that are subtly setting you up as better than your competitor, right? So maybe you have, um, maybe you're insured and most people in your space are not insured you know, business insurance or liability insurance or something like that. You can even have a chapter saying, why is it important to hire somebody with liability insurance? So now you've kind of given your prospect this, you know, this extra thing that they're looking for that you answer that, you know, your competitors can't answer things like that. Right. So, so get that all out 
And then if you're the type of person that can think on a keyboard, great. I, you know, what, what some people do is they'll just like list all the questions. Again, you can organize them later. You can put them into the chapters later and all of that, and then just start answering them. And if you're a person that is intimidated by the keyboard, um, for me personally, I do better with pen and paper. So I actually wrote it all out, you know, and then, and then typed it up. If you're a person who processes verbally, you can do better talking, pull, pull out your cell phone and record yourself doing it. So, so that's where you start. Once you have something, it's going to be so much easier to massage it into shape, to, you know, to, to workshop it, to, to be able to give it to friends or colleagues and say, what am I missing? How is this going? Um, the process becomes much easier than what most people think when they're first thinking about doing it. And then, and then the magic comes in with self-publishing because you own it. You, like you yes. said, you can edit it, which is great because, yes. you know, I mean, these are printed. This is done. Uh, I can't change my picture, even though this is an old picture of me. This is an old one. Um, right. And I would love to be able to, to change that. But like what, what you said, what was so uh, brilliant, too, is set yourself up. If it's a, a business authority and expertise authority type book, set yourself up and just don't do it tackily tacky tacky wise right. don't yeah. don't be like an infomercial where people go oh come on now you're just so what i did in my my 15 right. because there's 15 reasons right why you need uh -huh. to tap into the power of um my at the at the end of it i talk about basically enhancing your your skill set by working with a coach or mentor so i didn't say hire me and I'll help you create your podcast and YouTube channel. I say it's really important that you work with someone who's done this before, who's who's done the mistakes and you can learn from them, who knows the shortcuts, who knows the the tips and tricks to tell you. And it, it could be a coach or it can be a mentor. Right. And and then at the end and then, of course, I say, oh, and by the way, if you'd like to. <laughs> if you want to learn more about me, you can go to my website. But yes. it's not that sell, sell, sell type thing, right? Yes. And, so, and I definitely recommend that you have a call to action in your book. Yes. Um, and here's what I found. That people will opt in from a book to get either something on video or a resource guide or a checklist or something like that, that it makes sense that it wouldn't have been included in the book to begin with because it's constantly changing or or too big or too image heavy or whatever. And people will opt in for that. Similarly, from a video, people will opt in for something that they can read, something that's text-based. So, so you definitely want to have a call to action in there and you want it to be, you know, something that makes sense to your target audience. And um, for an example of a book that has I don't have it here, but I'll tell you the name of it, that has absolutely masterfully seeded the opt-in throughout the book and done it in a way that you don't feel dirty, you don't feel gross, but you desperately feel like you need to give up your information to her. Um, it's called Captivate. And this, is a, this was a major New York Times bestseller. This is unfortunately not one of my clients, I wish. Um, and it's by Vanessa Van Edwards. And so she's talking about how to people hack and how to read people's micro expressions and things like that. 
So throughout the whole book, she's seeding it with, oh, and if you want this graph of, of this kind of facial expression, and if you want the graph of this, um, of this uh, arrangement of how to walk into a room, you know, come to my website and, and you can download it, you know, put up your, so, so she's done it masterfully. So even if you're not interested in the topic, I recommend going through her book just to see how beautifully she has seeded that opt-in throughout the whole thing. Right. I like that. Um, and then another thing that you can do with your book is um, if you're a speaker and sometimes um, sometimes you might go somewhere where the, they don't have a, um, a budget for the speaker, but they do have an education budget. Well, in lieu of your speaker payment, you can have them buy 100, 150 copies of your book and there's your payment. Nice. So that's, that's another way that you can use it. And then, like I said, I mean, every conference I go to, I drop ship 25 or 50 copies directly to the venue. So I don't have to have them in my suitcase and I show up and I can just pass out those books like water. And, and so explain the process of self-publishing. I mean, of unobvious Amazon is the, is the king, right? Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's the, the 20,000 pound gorilla at this point. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, so do you guide people? Do you, do you do that for them or do you guide them through the process? So I'm, I'm a service. Um, what I do is, um, I basically, I basically do it for and with my clients, right? So I have a few different levels of service. The highest level of service is I'm actually interviewing them and pulling the book out of their head, taking it through all the various stages of editing and holding their hand through the whole thing. I don't call it ghostwriting because I think it's really important that if you're doing an expert authority book and you go on TV and they ask you, oh, in chapter five, when you were talking about this, you better know what, their, that, chap, you know, what that chapter was about. I think it's really important that a book be in the author's voice. But um, at the highest level of service, I'm holding your hand and you know, helping you craft it, bringing it together with you. Most of my clients though, are able to write the book themselves. And then my team comes in with the editing and the proofreading and the cover design and the formatting. Um, and then of course, you know, uh, launching it to bestseller. So the steps to self-publishing, first of all, like we said, is inspiration, right? Is, is getting it out of your head, going with the flow, that, that creative juices, you know, getting, getting your message out there. And then it's the perspiration, editing. Editing, 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 editing. You can never have too many eyeballs. You can never do enough editing on it. Even, even my book, um, which I don't know if we can see it, book it. Um, I went through seven rounds of editing on it. And there was an error in one of the chapter titles that nobody caught. And I think the chapter was like, um, what is a business authority book? And one of the O's in book was missing. So it was, what is a business authority Bach? None of, the, none of the editing software picked it up because Bach is a word. None of the human editors picked it up because they expected to see the word book. So their eyes just saw what they expected to see. And it wasn't until the book was actually printed and I was going through it that it jumped off the page. And it was like, oh my God. So obviously I fixed it right away, but it happens, right? So you can never have too many eyeballs. So, so that's the, the, I guess your second step is you know, after, after your inspiration, then you're going into the editing. Once you've edited it a couple of times, then you want to get fresh eyeballs on it. You want to have your friends do it. You want to have your family do it. Give them a timeline. So also try to keep it short, you know, like nobody wants to read a 500 page book unless it's like, I mean, if it's a Harry Potter book, I do, I want it 700 pages, but if it's a business authority book, about 150 or less is good. 
You know, you want something that is consumable that they can carry around, but that also has enough pages for the spine to have your name and title printed on it. But um, yeah, so, so when you give it to your friends, you do wanna say, listen, can you get it back to me within two weeks? Because otherwise it can just go forever. And especially if they're doing you a favor, you know, it's nobody wakes up with your dream, right? It's not their priority, it's your priority. So give them that timeline, give it to as many people as you can. And then you're gonna find that you're gonna get some feedback that you don't agree with, that's okay. Um, everybody's got a different, you know, a different opinion, a different idea, whatever. So you also need to be able to listen, but then also have confidence in yourself. Like, okay, I understand why you're saying that, but I'm going to keep this in because da, 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 or yeah, I'm not going to put that in because I really don't want to focus on that. Right. So for example, in my book, I don't talk about, um, I don't talk about the bestseller drive. I only talk about writing and publishing it. Bestseller drive is a separate thing. I didn't want to include it in this book. It's not it's not important to this book. And honestly, I'd rather people hire me to do that part anyway. But, um, but yeah, so, so then as you have it out for editing, you need to get your cover. And so here's what I recommend for cover design. Go to Amazon, pick out five covers that speak to you, that jump off the page for whatever reason it is, and then analyze what about this cover speaks to me. Right? Why am I why am I attracted to this cover? Is it because I really like the um, photograph behind it? Is it that I like the color blocks? Do I like the font of the title? Whatever it is, make notes. Be as specific as you can, so that when you go to your cover designer, you can give them as much ammunition as possible for them to realize your vision. And then the next thing is you got to get the book itself formatted. Right? So all of these things you can do. You've got Fiverr. You've got um, you've got uh, Elance, you've got um, Upworks, you've got 99designs. There's a lot of freelance marketplaces where you can find people who can do each and every piece. Or you can hire somebody like myself who will take care of it for you and give you the easy button on it. My recommendation, obviously. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I, I love that. You can do this. It is, it's true. You can. You can go and do all these different places or you can just hire beautiful Sandy. And that's and right. Be, so, uh, you know, I usually say, do you have, wh which do you have more of time or money? Exactly. And if you have more time, you know, here's the DIY way to do it. And if you don't have a lot of time, but you, you know, you've got the resources, then just throw money on it. Let's See, that's what I like. I, I, I don't have enough time. I want to, yeah. I want to go, I've got a great idea. I can, I can spit it out and I'm going to hand the baby to you. Yeah. And you're going to, you know, make sure that the baby is ready to go out into public right. and, and put the baby out on the market. <laughs> That's yes. horrible. So, sounds horrible. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. No. And, and because also, you know what, listen, there's, there's certain things that I'm really good at um, and I'll do those things. And then there's yeah. other things that I am not like, I cannot fix a carburetor. Okay. So right. I'm going to take my car to a mechanic and let the expert do it. And so the same thing, that's what I'm, what I'm, I'm basically telling our listeners and our viewers, contact Sandy, if you're really wanting to do this I mean, and you, and you don't I'll have a lot easy. of time, just, <laughs> well, because also you've, you've, again, you've proven yourself. You've got um, not only your own published bestsellers, but all your clients. And, yeah, a few hundred, and we're, a few we're not hundred. talking like one or two or five. We're talking, you know, a couple hundred here. So, yeah. um, there, that's that's proven um, 
proven expertise and success in my book. So, um, okay, so we're gonna let people know. Now the book, first, uh, another thing is what I loved and I got a chuckle, I had a chuckle last night as I was preparing for our interview. I, so I, I read um, your notes and I went to your website and all that stuff. And then I saw the, um, the book that you're offering uh, people, they can, they get a free copy of the book if they go to uh, it's expert book, the number four, you, the letter you, uh-huh. uh, we'll Dot put com. it in the show yeah. notes. We'll put it in the show notes, expert book for you.com. But what I loved was your, it was, is your subtitle. <laughs> I loved it because I was like, oh, that's brilliant. It, it's not just like, you know, uh, you know, book it, uh, read this book if you want to, you know, be a self-published author. It's this long, right? Like Star Wars, you know, yeah. intro. How, what is how the, to what write is and publish your business authority book without going crazy, so that you can get more speaking gigs, get media attention, attract better clients, and make more money. I love that. <laughs> I I love that. I love it so much because you weren't afraid to just put it all out there and cover yeah, well, and cover everything. And it gets, it gets your attention, doesn't it? And, and look, okay. We are in a different age of books. Amazon is our 20,000 20, pound gorilla, right? We're not necessarily going into the bookstore anymore. So it used to be what cover would jump off the bookshelf, but now you're talking about search, right? You're, you're talking about a search engine. Oh, Amazon right. the number one buyer search engine. And you're talking about a thumbnail. So if you can get those keywords into your subtitle, then it's, you know, you're just going to do that much better when people are looking for that topic. So here's the thing about the title. Your title is your hook, right? Your your title's your hook. It should be short. It should be snappy. It should call attention. It, It should get somebody to lean in and go, huh? And your subtitle is your promise. Your subtitle should make it really clear who the book is for and what it's about. Oh, okay. Now I'm excited about writing another book. So, (laughs) so I'm going to be contacting you, Sandy. Um, Oh my gosh. We could talk forever. Uh, I want people to go to your website. First of all, um, again, you have this beautiful offer uh, of your, of your book, the book, book it, the one with the long subtitle. Um, People can get a copy of that, right. By going to your website and I'll make sure we have it listed in the show notes. And and if the, if yeah. people do want to work with me, I have a special discount for your for your people and followers. Awesome. So they can just contact me and let me know that they come from your tribe and we'll hook them up with the discount. Okay. Okay. So people, if you want that discount, you got to say, I heard you. I watched you on Out of the Box with Christine. Gimme, gimme, gimme. That's um, right. But you got to mention the show or my name and you'll get yes. the discount. Okay. I love that. Uh, you're awesome. You are so, so wonderful. And it's so great to see you again. Well, ditto, um, ditto. We, it's a mutual yes. admiration society here for sure. Yes, yes. We we met many years ago at the in San Diego and at the New Media Summit. And um, oh, I, it was just, it was, that was a lot of fun. And, yeah. you've, and you've done so much since then. So congratulations on everything. Thank, uh, you. thank you so much. And folks, again, we'll, I'll put the link in the show notes. I want you to check her out see all the work that she's done and get your free copy and get your discount by mentioning uh, my name or the show's name and you'll get that discount. All right. We have to get going. If you want more information about this podcast, you can go to out of the box with Christine.com. That'll be in the show notes. And if you want more information about me and my coaching, 
just go to christineblasdale.com. Again, link in the show notes. Until next time, as I always say, remember to think outside that damn box. Bye for now. Ha, ha, ha.